Welcome to Music Meditation. This is your brain on bass. You may be able to hear in the background a low hum. It is a 40 hertz pitch played on double bass. More of that later. I discovered Transcendental Meditation over 30 years ago. As a musician and teacher, I had been aware of its presence and influence in the arts community for many years. It seemed to be a product of the hippie generation and tended to attract pop culture artists, which as a classically trained musician with a heavy jazz influence, I was somewhat of a skeptic. But I took the TM course and it made me a believer. David Lynch began practicing TM in 1973, but had no idea how powerful and profound this technique could be until he saw firsthand how it was being practiced by young children in inner city schools, by veterans who suffered the living hell of post-traumatic stress, and by women and girls who are survivors of terrible violence. The David Lynch Foundation was established in 2005 for conscious-based education and world peace to ensure that every child anywhere in the world who wanted to learn to meditate could do so. Now, the foundation is actively teaching TM to adults and children in countries all over the world. Today's videos are from the David Lynch Foundation's website, to which I highly recommend a visit. Bob Roth is one of the most experienced and sought after meditation leaders in America. He is an accomplished author and radio host. As CEO of the David Lynch Foundation, Bob has helped bring the benefits of meditation to millions of people in over 35 countries. In this video from the Foundation's website, he speaks about TM. I like to use the analogy if I, of an ocean where you have choppy waves on the surface and 30, 40 foot high waves, but the ocean in reality is over a mile deep. So while it's by the ocean that's by its nature turbulent on the surface, by its nature, and its depth is pretty darn silent. So that's analogous to the mind. Surface of the mind is the active thinking mind. Some people call it the monkey mind. I like to call it the gotta, 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 gotta mind. I gotta do this and I gotta do that and I gotta call him and I gotta call her, all the gottas. And so some meditations wanna bring equanimity to the mind by trying to suppress or repress or stop those waves, stop the waves, clear the mind of thoughts. Transcendental meditation to transcend means to go beyond, to, it means deep. Transcendental meditation just gives effortless access to a level of silence that exists right now within everyone, deep within the mind. Just like the, you look at a turbulent ocean, you think, oh my God, the whole ocean is turbulent. Not so. Underneath it all, it's pretty darn silent. So the mind is the same. So in transcendental meditation, we use a mantra and in TM, a Transcendental Meditation, a mantra is a word or a sound that has no meaning, because if it had a meaning, then you're just thinking about what it means on the surface. And it has, it's a nice positive sound, it's life supporting. And it, you're taught an individual instruction, and the teacher gives you a mantra, selects a mantra for you, and then teaches you how to effortlessly turn your attention within. And like a gentle dive, the mantra sort of leads the awareness within. And as the mind settles down, and you and I were talking before we started about how we love science, as the mind settles down, you see this whole constellation of changes that take place in the brain, 
the biological, you know, biochemistry of the system, the, the um, respiratory system, the digestive system, all a constellation of changes. As simple, something as simple as the excited mind accessing this inner calm. So it's a simple technique. You use a mantra, and it's not a repetition of a mantra. It's not a concentration. It's more just the mantra is used as a facilitation to settle down. The Beatles were instrumental in spreading the word of Maharishi Mahesh Yogi to the world. In this video, Paul McCartney is interviewed by David Lynch and speaks to the significance of transcendental meditation in his life. First of all, it's a real big honor to interview you, to talk to you, Paul. And I got to tell you, I am not a professional interviewer but I'm curious. So I'll just ask you, you know, some things. Yeah. And I'm curious, um, I, I assume sometime in the 60s, set the stage, when did you first hear the word meditation and what did you make of it? It was actually George Harrison's wife, Patty, who had heard that Maharishi was coming to town and she said we should all go. It was one of those things. And I was personally not in a good good place. I think, you know, just overdoing it in the 60s. So I was just not very sort of centered. And I was looking for something. I think we all were. So we heard that Maharishi was going to have a meeting and give a lecture. Um, so that was the first time I'd heard about meditation, but we'd actually seen him when we were kids growing up in Liverpool. Because as you know, he went around the world seven times to spread his message. And he was on TV. And we remembered this giggly little guy. And we thought we loved him. Mm -hmm. We just said, he's so cool, you know. And he was just on TV and he was giving an interview and he would giggle, that mm -hmm. fabulous laugh of his. Mm -hmm. And he was very entertaining and very attractive. So we all said, that's that guy. But then I say, he was giving a lecture. Where was it? In London. And do you remember the place? I don't remember it. I think it was in Ken Kensington, Chelsea or somewhere. But um, so that was the first time I heard about him. We all went along to listen. Uh -huh. And, and in, the, in the talk, um, what feeling you know, came over you about uh, what he was saying, his message? It was um, very interesting. It was very calming and it seemed like something that was worth trying. He put it very well. He made it seem simple. He made it seem very attractive. And so I think we were all just sold. And I say his personality was a lot of lot to do with mm -hmm. Maurice, you know. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think you'd seen other people who were maybe a little more serious, um, which wasn't a bad thing, but he, he put humor. But he had a very infectious sense of humor. Mm -hmm. So I think that was very attractive to us. Mm -hmm. It was a great message. It was something I think we felt we needed, but put over in this way, it was very attractive. Ringo Starr was honored in 2014 with the David Lynch Foundation Lifetime of Peace and Love Award. Here, he is interviewed by Bob Roth discussing his TM award and his experience with Maharishi. 
So um, this is for Sirius XM. And Sirius is, XM, well done, everybody. Yeah. And um, also for Access Television that's recording the show tomorrow night and going to be broadcast. Yeah, yeah. So the thing that I find interesting in listening to all your interviews is people talking about the impact that your music has had on so many people. But the fact is, I mean, I've been meditating since 1969. This morning? Yeah. Okay, this good. Morning. <laughs> I've been teaching it for almost 40 years. Yeah, yeah. Head up the foundation. But the thing, <laughs> while the music has had such an impact, the fact is, Ringo, you guys going and meeting Marishi and then talking about it, actually now, like, millions of people are accessing that field of peace and love within. Yeah. And that has transformed lives, I don't know, differently than the beautiful music. Sure. Used. And I think this event, mm. where you're being honored for a lifetime of peace and love, is very significant. I mean, just by setting it up, millions of people meditating. It, it's in schools, it's in businesses, it's everywhere, it's mainstream. And you went in 1967, met Maharishi, and started the whole thing. Yeah. Well, the meeting of Maharishi is what started, and the other part of the story was John and George going to a seminar of his in the Hilton. In London. In London, and coming back and leaving me a message to say, we met this man. Didn't even say who he was, we met this man, we're going to Wales, you gotta come. Okay, so, that, and we went, and when I first met him, it was in a room, because it was in a, a university, so we're like in dorm, you know, in a dormitory, <laughs> we're all living, and, uh, it was, it's one of those mind-altering moments of your life because the man was so full of joy, you know, and happiness, and it just blew me away, you know. Um, on my best day, I never felt like he looked. Uh, it was so far out. He was so, I just thought, I want some of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was a, the best thing that could happen. The meditation industry in the United States alone is estimated to generate over $1 billion annually. It is also estimated that over 14% of the U.S. population has tried meditation. Depending on the website visited, there are between 5 and 25 types of meditation being practiced, including transcendental, mindfulness, spiritual, mantra, breath awareness, loving kindness, progressive relaxation, kundalini, yoga, and zen. All have followers and all have believers, and none are wrong. Bob Roth's message is about calmly allowing the mind to do what it is destined and designed to do. The David Lynch Foundation helps to prevent and eradicate the all-pervasive epidemic of trauma and toxic stress among at-risk populations. Stress is a killer, and we will be revisiting that topic many times. Meditation, for me, is the great connector to everything I do. Meditation is about our quality of life, our understanding of the world around us, and what is happening to us in it. <laughs> 